What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Brian and Justin, mornings on Q101. Well, to relive all the moments of Ahoy or live them the first time, go to Q101.com. All of our socials, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the pictures and videos are there. Ahoy! It's Brian and Justin on Q101. that proof of life at 312-591-8300 wednesday you made it march 1st holy crap oh jeez i know right wow uh, hell yeah where is this year going it's going away like you know you're those people where soon we'll be eating dinner at three in the afternoon yeah i'm already that guy <laughs> dinner's at four every single night yeah you wake up at five and kind of go get the mail 5 a.m i mean well let's check in on the year so now we're today's the first day of the third month of the year is anybody stuck to their New Year's resolutions. Oh, Lord. I don't think there's one person listening that is still staying in strong. That's why I didn't start. And I appreciate that. That's a real one right here. <laughs> why lie to yourself? Why lie to the world? Just yeah. know that you're a piece of crap, and it's going to be another year that goes by that you achieve nothing. Amen, brother. And what is up with wanting to achieve all this stuff? Well, you do start the year thinking like, hey, this is going to be my <laughs> year. I'm going to change and do better and be something different. And then you realize you are what you are. Womp, womp, womp. Nah, I, I know there's little improvements, but I want to hear about them. I'm inspired by them. I'd be curious. Well, you stopped smoking. Well, I did not. You Well, we haven't talked about it in a while, but you did hypnosis, and you, you've decreased your cigarette intake by 20 cigs a day? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's, that's really good. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, so far I've saved over 600 bucks. Damn. Yeah, so my hypnosis was $400 for two sessions, yeah. and it's paid for itself. Oh, and more, you're profiting now. Dude, you know what's so crazy about that is that's how I continue on this path. And I'm a little disappointed in myself that I'm still smoking four a day. And I'm trying to wing that down to three a day and then two and then hopefully one. But I got to pat myself on the back. But what's, in, what's impressive for me and what keeps me going is finding out the money that I'm saving. Because I've spent $90 on cigarettes. And I normally would spend 690 Damn. How did, where did this money come from? Yeah. How did I have that money? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's called debt. No. Credit cards. I mean, I'm finally happy that I no longer have to donate blood and semen and steal whoa, scraps whoa. from alleys to pay for cigarettes. <laughs> I'm happy about that, too. Mentos are expensive. Yeah. We also need more of your semen out there. I just want it to work once. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want, man. I'm tired of being Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Speaking of saving money, <laughs> coming up at 7.30, actually 7.20. Let's mark that at 7.20. Your chance to get to Wrigley Field to see Fallout Boy if you beat the know-it-nothing Justin in a trivia contest. Brian and Justin, mornings. On cue.
101. I just started talking about being March 1st, kind of doing a little uh, inventory of yourself, a check, and if you've kept to your New Year's Eve resolutions, like Justin talked about, is smoking is holding to it. Yeah, but that's not, that wasn't my resolution. My resolution was try to read for 10 minutes a day like a five-year-old. Oh, how's that going? Ah, I've read for five minutes a day once a week, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So not great. Okay, well, well, what about yours? You never shared. Well, mine was to actually get in shape now having a child. And now I'm getting in shape because Megan's made better meals for herself, so I've been eating those meals, and then she doesn't have them to eat sometimes. <laughs> I've been stealing her dinners. No, I appreciate you going above and beyond and making sure that she has nothing to gorge on afterwards. <laughs> That's called being a great husband. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm easing into this year. It's March 1st. I'm easing into working out again and getting active. Let me ask you something, and I, ple- I really need the women listening to chime in on this. Is it inappropriate when your wife is cooking to start eating? Like, let's say she's making some ground beef. Mm. Is it inappropriate to grab a fork or a spoon and just take a nice spoonful of it while she's cooking? Is it more disrespectful even to put cheese over the pasta and, like, you're preparing your meal and not hers, but then start eating before she's sitting down? I don't know. Was my question not good enough that you had to ask another question instead of answering mine? I just thought that's what I did last <laughs> night. So that's why that's I did to her last night. I'm so just curious because <laughs> I got my hand slapped last night, and, and probably deservingly so, but I'm, yeah. just, I'm asking, is it rude? It is. You should sit down and wait for her. Ah! And I did it, too, last night. I absolutely did it, so it's not nice. Well, sometimes the food smells so good, I want to try it. I know it's not ready yet, but give it to me. It's a compliment to the cook, right? You That's start what I right away. That's what I thought. Yeah. Now, what was your question? I forgot. Oh, you asked, is it inappropriate or is it is it disrespectful to add stuff to somebody's meal? Like, I'm really getting into my meal by adding the cheese and everything and not even acknowledging she's not even sat down yet. I'll tell you what, it's disrespectful that she knows that you love cheese and didn't put it on there for you. Thank you. A great wife wouldn't have had you go to the fridge and, and grit your own Parmesan. My man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> You're supposed to do man stuff, like change light bulbs. I do that pretty well. <laughs> I'm, I'm so kidding. <laughs> Dude, get your own cheese, you monster. It's Brian and Justin on Q. 101. Uh-huh. Brian and Justin, mornings. On Q101. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Brian and Justin, mornings on Q101. Time for a fact that makes your brain just go with Brian and Justin on Q101. Uh, At least 30% of Chicagoans have two or more refrigerators plugged in and running right now in their homes. Yeah, rich ass. That is totally a sign of rich, right? Well, maybe, maybe not. I'm not rich and I have two refrigerators. Now, one is super garbage, but... I have always had a dream of having two uh, gra- um, refrigerators. Yeah. So now I have the crappy one, 
in the garage, and it's awesome. It is. I mean, I guess rich is the wrong word, but when you go in someone else's house and they have two or three even, you're like... In the house. Or one's in the garage. Let's say one's in the basement, one's in the kitchen. I've seen two in the house, in the kitchen, That's across respect. from each other. Yeah. I, I, and then you're just like, Across Dang. from each other? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were not his and hers refrigerators, but they definitely had... I was like, whoa, there's more food over here. That's really impressive. If I was ever to build a house, I'm going to build a restaurant refrigerator. Oh, yeah. Those are so amazing. Why are they only for restaurants? Uh, they fit I, so much. It's like a walk-in closet, but it's a walk-in refrigerator. They're really expensive. Nah, everything's expensive, especially if you're building a house, right? So, so just do it? Just add it on? Why not? Yeah, that's a good point, because 30-year mortgage, so what? The refrigerator costs maybe like five grand for that, that restaurant one. Right, and it may be poverty style. <laughs> it may look like a cooler. You just want to take one out of their garbage? <laughs> but I'm going to have, have myself a walk-in refrigerator someday. I always dreamed of having the sit-down freezer where you roll it open. You know, like, so it's like, and then there's just steaks in it. Oh, those are 150 bucks, dude. Oh, they are? Yeah, dream higher. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, you almost cussed. <laughs> I thought they were really expensive. Yeah, no, dude. My family had a bunch of those in the trailer growing up. Oh. That's where you got to keep the venison. Okay. Yeah. Do you have, like, a deer head in there? No, no heads. Oh. You don't, you don't eat the, de the head of a deer. Oh. At least I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I thought you just, you know, like the Indians, they, they did everything. They ate every part as an honor to the animal they killed. They prefer to be called Native American. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. My, I, my sister's Native American. If I offended anybody out there by saying Indians, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, and you did it again. Okay, Native Americans. I mean, it's such a thing that they changed the whole baseball team's name because of it. Yeah. And I know you're not willing to change. I am. It was offensive. And they changed the football team and they changed the baseball team. <laughs> now the Guardians and the Commanders are out there. Two really <laughs> stupid names, by the way. But yeah, I did. I don't know. That's where we're at. Um, Keegan on the text line brings up a really great question. Yep. Does a mini fridge count? Uh, <laughs> no, that goes the opposite direction. Now, when you were a kid, did you want anything more than a mini fridge in your bedroom? Of course. Like, I had no money. Nothing would have been in there, but it was just the thought, the idea. You would have had a half-drunk, like, Dr. Pepper in there. Maybe. It would have stayed there for a while. Now, I did steal my sister's easy-bake easy oven. Yeah. And I was making edibles for the family at 10. <laughs> <laughs> Using a light bulb to heat everything up. Certainly a pioneer in your time. I sure not to was. be recognized. I sure was, but I, I root for you someday to finally make enough money to have two refrigerators. I do too. Someday. I'm going to go buy a freezer today because I didn't know they were 150 bucks. They're not bad. Okay, I'm going to get one of those. But that's where I hide all the stuff I don't want my girlfriend to see. Yeah. Because she never goes to the garage and opens up that refrigerator. No, she ain't going in there. That's where the beer is. That's where the pop is. That's where I hide the frozen mac and cheese. All the stuff you love. All the stuff she hates, too. Yep. 30% of Chicagoans have at least two refrigerators running right now. It could be you, and that's a fact that makes your brain go... Boom. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to end this. That's why I didn't hit the button, because 630 just blew my mind with this. I have three mini fridges, normal fridge, and a chest freezer. <laughs> Do we have some tickets for him? Are you wanted for murder? <laughs> <laughs> Brian and Justin, morning. On Q101. Well, everybody understood the assignments. Brian and Justin on Q101. I said put uh, cakeism into a sentence. It's a new dictionary word. We have a few of these for you today. But some of the text came through. Uh, Florida man, cakeism, the worship of cake. Justin practices cakeism <laughs> <laughs> when at the bar with uh, girls. Okay, that's not uh, exactly right what cakeism is. Oh, great idea, though. 773 says, I got to attend my CA meeting for cakeism. Yeah. <laughs> Eric says, uh, I had one hell of a cakeism last night. Uh-huh. I, I, mean, I want to know more. Uh, I like double features. Mike checking in here. I had a cakeism because I was going the distance. I was going for speed. Right on. None of those are cakeism. All right, so what does cakeism mean? Just got out of the dictionary. Cakeism means it comes from the term have your cake and eat it too. 
It's the false belief that one can enjoy both the benefits of two choices that are, in fact, mutually exclusive. Or you can't have it both ways, right? So it's saying, I want my cake and eat it, too. Huh. You can't do that. Is there, what, I'm sure there's things in life that you can have your cake and eat it, too. There isn't. There, I, I think that's what Polly's all about. They're having their cake and they're eating it. Um, they probably started the cakeism because they seem super happy. But I meet a lot of happy poly cu- uh, couples. Eventually, someone's going to get jealous. We know this. No, you know this. We know this. It happens on the show. We talk to them later. It always happens. <laughs> it does not. I don't want to see a 20. <laughs> I, show me a 20-year poly relationship that's working. Well, you, you were going to say, I don't want to see a 20-year <laughs> poly relationship that's working. Freudian slip. So if you're not looking for it, you're not going to see it because your mind is closed to it. Uh, I think it's possible. We get it, dude. You're old school. You still still say Indian. I absolutely get it. You don't think that that's okay. I no, think no. the poly lifestyle would be great. Hey, be happy any way you can. That's my motto. If you could find another woman to love you the same way Megan does, you wouldn't want that for your life, for your daughter's life? That's just too much to handle. I'm already tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point, but, I mean, you don't do that much now. I understand that. That's but where I'm at. Here's my thought process. Maybe you can do even littler, even less, <laughs> if you had another partner. Now, that's something to think about. I got your back, Thank dude. Thank you. They both can cook, sure. And your front. Uh-huh. Uh, there's some more things in here that are added to the dictionary. Rage farming was added to the dictionary. Rage farming. What do you, what do you think it means, Justin? Oh, For some reason, rage quit comes to mind. Yep. Is it where you just get so tired of buying stuff? Everything's so expensive at the stores that you just rage garden? Uh, a rage not. farm? It's actually got nothing to do with farming. Oh. Uh, rage farming is provoking people by posting inflammatory political stuff on social media, hoping to get angry responses and go viral. Oh. That's rage farming. Okay. That's now in the dictionary. I would have never got that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. There's a nearly wed. A person who lives with someone in a life partnership, sometimes engaged with no planned wedding date. You ever meet people that are engaged, but they've been together like seven, eight, nine years? <coughs> Lauren, middays, <coughs> Q101. <laughs> and soon to be Justin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lauren, I, Lauren just got married after, what, 15 years with her guy and a, and, a, and a kid? Right, but I love talking to Jay about why he waited so long. He goes, listen, man, this world is crazy. I just wanted to make sure that she was the one. <laughs> 15 years? I'm like, dude, you have a... <laughs> You have a 21-year-old daughter. What are you talking about, man? You guys share a 401k. Uh, you're, you're three years from retirement. Yeah. No, but good for her. But I think that's my plan, too. Is it? Yeah. I, I don't want. I don't know if I ever need to get married again, but I want stuff to feel secure. And I want her to know that I'm here for the long haul. I'm here forever. Yeah. And so I have this idea, and I know this is super corny because I'm 35. I want to give her a promise ring. Uh, well, I it's, mean, it's, it's something. It's less aggressive as a, you know, than an engagement ring. Yeah. But, but it I still mean, shows that, hey, I, I pick you, Pikachu. But, well, that's the thing, though. It's not enough risk. It's almost like having your cake and eating it, too, like cakeism. You you want to have the relationship and be committed, but you don't want to fully commit. No, that's not true. I'm fully committed. Marriage doesn't make you fully committed. It does. Dude, it break does. off that stuff out of your brain. It's not, not true. Nope. That's, I'm not, you're not changing me. No, you're not. Which is so gnarly because you waited till you were almost dead to get married. But That's now you ha- because you got married, you're better than everybody else. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I didn't say that at you all. You act that way. No, I do not. You do. 
I'm you saying, give those vibes. I'm giving my belief system is that uh, if you really, when you get to that point of marriage, you should just go through with it. You shouldn't stay engaged for 15 years. I know, but I feel like it's time for you to evolve. I'm tired of listening to my great-grandfather talk every single I'm, day. I'm not going to evolve. This is how I believe. I can, you can't change me. Well, I'm trying to, and I can change you. You have, I have changed, changed you. have you. changed me. But you've also changed me. Okay. But I think maybe we can meet in the middle here. <laughs> this is cake Because I don't want <laughs> Brian and Justin, mornings. On Q101. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Brian and Justin, mornings. On Q101. It's Brian and Justin on Q101. Coming up for the fastest commercial break in Chicagoland radio history, 120 seconds, we'll have sports, which uh, Patrick Kane finally got traded. Sad day. Sad day for Chicago. Uh, we'll get to that. Also, Gil Curtis with your headlines. We can't trust Gil to talk about the Chicago election because sometimes he just goes rogue. So yesterday, of course, I hope you got out and vote. Hope you got out there and did it. Now, they said the... Polls were shockingly quiet, meaning there was record numbers of people that voted early and by mail. Right. But the people that went in person, like I did old school, because I'm old school, I went and did that at Lakeview High School. Um, <laughs> Put on his Letterman's jacket, check out the hot chicks, <laughs> scouted the cheerleaders. Went to the cafeteria, saw my old locker. Uh, used the pick on the mullet real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the results are in overnight, and Paul Vallis came with the most vote percentages, uh, 33% of the vote. Brandon Johnson got 20% of the vote. Brandon Johnson. Dude, if you zoom in on him, he just looks like a bigger Ke- uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. <laughs> I started regretting saying that as I was saying it. Yeah. Now, those two are going to do a runoff because in Chicago, you got to get 50% of the vote to win the election outright. And no one's done that, I don't believe, in the last three elections. Since Rahm Emanuel's first run, no one's done that. It's kind of a lot to ask for. Uh, but also, it feels like the runoff is making it uh, more of a, a second contest. Like, if they did the Super Bowl, and then you play a game after it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you win, you win, right? Yes. But either way, those will have a runoff. Now, Lori Lightfoot. Here we go. Uh, she out. Let's go. She gone. <laughs> Lori, we don't want you out of office. We want you out of the city. Does we want to- you out of the state. Does she have to leave? She's got to go. Pack your bags. I'll tell you what. I will get you a U-Haul. Well, that's nice of you. I'll even pay for the moving company. Come on now. I'll pack you myself with a bad shoulder, Lori. Okay, now you're getting ridiculous. I am so happy that today is finally the day that we no longer have to deal with the same crap. Are we going to deal with new crap? Yeah, sure. Sure we are. <laughs> but at least it's not the old stuff. Right. Right. Uh, oh, it feels so good. She got 17% of the vote, which, you know, losing 83% of the vote in Chicago when is you're the incumbent, I don't know if that's a record. It feels like it to me that that's a record low voter, uh, you know, redemption for that, for that candidate. And to be honest, that's pathetic. 17% and she lied. She stole. She cheated and only got 17%. Yeah. This is crazy to say, but Chicago... 
I'm proud of you. <laughs> Look at you. Look what you did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's very nice. Very good day. Very good day for, for change. Uh, now, that runoff will happen in April. For the other candidates, uh, my guy Chewy got only 13% of the vote. Uh, that's a buzzkill. Why is he your guy? Why you, why you say that? I just want a mayor named Chewy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mayor Chewy. <laughs> How cool would it be to say that for four years? And then Willie Wilson, who spent, like, millions of buying you gas, he only got 9% of the vote. So that's proof. You can't buy an election in Chicago. Well, that's not true. That's not true at all. You can, uh, but it didn't work out for him. So, yeah, so Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson, two very different candidates, will do the runoff in April. Okay, so what's the deal with Lori? Let's get back to her. <laughs> when is she done? When do we no longer have to hear her, see her, or even think about her? Well, with the runoff happening in April, and then there will be the, you know, the ceremonial entry. It'll be before the end of April, I believe. Okay, now what happens <laughs> to mayors when they're no longer mayor? Is it like when my dog went to the farm as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> Taking Lori out to a farm in St. Charles? Yeah, does Lori get put out to pasture? <laughs> it's kind of like in Goodfellas when you walk in there and, and you see, you think it's going to be some kind of dinner. And then before you know, like, oh, crap. That's kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she has to leave Logan Square. That's where she lives over there. Yeah, she's got to go. You got to go? Where would you want to send her if she could stay nearby Chicago? Where's the crappiest place to live? Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm just upset for a lot of things. You know, I of lived course. in the city. I was in the dead of the city when she was making all the rules that applied to every single one of us. My friends' businesses went under because of her, but yet she was out there breaking all of the rules. And that's not the type of leader I want. And you know what, though? I'm just now getting involved into politics. I feel like the older you get, the more involved you get. Yeah. And boy, did she rub me wrong. Yeah, well, it, it hit me at the wrong time. You're not alone. 83% of the people in the city did not vote for Lori Lightfoot, including myself. So Listen, I'm not saying she's got to go. I'm just saying it may be time that we put her out to pasture. <laughs> I'm cold. I want to go home. All right, Mom. We'll put you in a home. When your parents or loved ones reach the age where they're always cold, don't put them in a home. Put them out to pasture at Pleasant Pastures. Here at Pleasant Pastures, we believe in letting the old roam free. We use top-of-the-line GPS ankle bracelets and invisible fencing to ensure top safety for your loved ones. Pleasant Pastures is free-range, cruelty-free, and gluten-free. I'm never cold now that I'm out to pasture. Reserve your acre now. 312-591-8300. Q101 Morning Crew. Well, a very, very sad morning today. This better not be for Lori. Because we are not sad about Lori Lightfoot leaving. No, not sad about Lori Lightfoot. Well, I mean, 70% of Chicago is. But they can leave with Lori. They should have to leave, right? Damn right. Just like those people that said if Donald Trump was president, elected, that they would move to Canada. Guess what? No one left. Yeah. You got to stand by your word. That's the only reason I voted for him. I wanted to see Rosie O'Donnell leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you got, man? Uh, well, it's not Lori. It is Patrick Kane officially moved and traded to the New York Rangers after 16 glorious seasons in Chicago. The greatest Chicago Blackhawk ever. And arguably one of the greatest American-born hockey players ever. Ooh, love that. Three-time Stanley Cup champion, Conn Smythe Trophy winner, Hart Trophy, Art Ross Trophy, nine-time NHL All-Star. He's done it all. But when you got a peacock, you got to let them fly. <laughs> no, we could keep him if they didn't trash the whole team in the last couple years. Brian, peacocks don't fly. Oh, my bad. <laughs> it was a movie quote of a movie that you hate, but I think is so amazing called The Other Guys. Oh. But yeah, it's super sad to see him. Well, listen, 
what, an, what an incredible <laughs> career. And it has, he hasn't been great this year, but actually lately, he you know, it's funny. He got really good in the last couple of weeks before the trade deadline. Of course he did. <laughs> now he has something to play for. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, man, thank you. Three championships that add to title town. People talk about his other cities with all the titles. Oh, the Boston. No, you know, if you add it all up, you go back to 85 Bears all the way through. We've got everything. Every team in the last 35 years has gotten titles and multiple titles. And thank you, Patrick Kane, for what you did for the city of Chicago. What are you shaking your head at? Nothing. You know, you don't want to. I was wiping the tears off my eyes because what you said was so beautiful. No, you were mocking me. I wasn't. It was touching. <laughs> I don't think you thought it was touching. I did. <laughs> Well, he's gone, and they didn't get that much for him. Uh, <laughs> After that very touching and loving <laughs> message, oh, he gone. He gone. Yeah. I mean, you what want, do we get for him? Uh, a couple picks from the Rangers. It's, it's, you know. Now, are the Rangers any good? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna use him to make a run. That's why they made that move. They get we got a, a second round pick, a 2023 second round uh, draft pick, and a 2025 fourth round pick, and a, a couple players. Now, unlike exes, I don't want my exes to leave me and become happy. I want them to be miserable. I want them to get fat, and I want them to be wheelchair bound. Okay. But when it comes to my favorite players on <laughs> my, are you sure about the third one? Home sports teams. I want them to leave, and I want them to do well. You do want him to do well. Absolutely. Dude, look what he did for Chicago. He, he did enough. He did, his, he did his service, and he did enough. Yeah. And now it's time for him to spread his wings and get some rings. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Put that on the wall. Let's oh. go. Spread his wings and get some rings. Yeah, that's your new tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> if I get a first tattoo, that's what's going to be. All right, what else? Uh, the Bulls were down last night. They made a great comeback, yeah. and, then, and then the Bulls blew it. Uh, the Raptors <laughs> The Raptors take them down 104-98. The Bulls also waved uh, Goran Dragic, who uh, played in 51 games. He didn't play that much here, actually. He was so hot and cold, but I will say one thing about the man. He had a great hairline. Gray looked good on him. Yeah. He did look good. That's about it. That's all I got for him. It's too bad. He's gone. <laughs> uh, the Bulls are at the Pistons tonight. Maybe they can win that one. There we go. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. You ever heard of Taylor Lewin? He's a lineman, one of the highest paid offensive linemen in the NFL. Never heard of her. Okay. Well, he's been injured the last couple of years. Speaking of a guy that had his prime and now it's over, and they cut him, but they they took his stuff to his house. They put his shoulder pads on his porch and a garbage bag full of his clothes. That, this guy made $130 million in his career. That's so cold. <laughs> I'm showing Justin the picture right now. And they left him a no, this is hit the road, Jack. Yeah. Never come back. So they cut him, and then he, they did that. And he says, shout out to the Titans for dropping my stuff off today. Well, that's respect, because every time I'm broken up with my stuff, it ends about the window. So thank you. Yeah, I mean. That's cold. Is that? It, it is very much like an ex that just took, got rid of your stuff. I've never had someone do that. They're like, broke, I broke up, or they broke up with me, and then they put their stuff in a garbage bag. Have you ever really been in love then? No. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think you're in, you're in love until domestic violence is a problem. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Get a tattoo of that. <laughs> Brian and Justin, mornings on Q101. Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. That doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.